Well, dude, should we uh, get that song going and start talking about some unwritten rules? I want to know what Jared's unwritten rules are. Find out how many of them I've already broken when I come visit his house. I want to know the unwritten rules you tell us from some list. I can't wait. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I know before you go to sleep at night, Jared, you know, you're thinking, I can't wait to hear those lists Chad's going to read off for the next podcast. <laughs> Does that make me the numbers guy now, Jared? Was I the numbers guy before or something? What do you mean, does that now? I mean, I was joking and said, I know the guy with the facts. What facts? Back do in I the day. I don't know. I used to just say that stuff, you know. This is a podcast for fun, Jared. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about some unwritten rules in different places. Uh, unwritten rules are a uh, Things that you might not know about unless you visited that before or you have some friends or family uh, from that uh, culture. And it can just be good to know sometimes going to different places. Uh, different places have very different views on punctuality, on um, also like your personal space bubble. There's all sorts of different ones that we're going to explore and talk about today. So stay tuned for that. Very excited to bring that your way. And without further ado, I am joined by my co-host, my good buddy. What's going on, Jared? Hello, everyone. And by everyone, I mean the one. Welcome to the pod. Um, is it unwritten or unspoken? Maybe both. A rule can be unwritten, but not uh, unspoken. Excuse me, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. Or is it the other way around? A rule can be unwritten, can be uns, can be unspoken, and unwritten. It can also be okay. unwritten and, and, spoke, unspoken. and spoken. Sure. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. So um, I'm not saying we need to, but I guess even for, for the nat- for, for like the, the title of this episode, should I go unwritten or unspoken? What do you think? Oh, well, I guess it depends at the end of the day which rules we talk more about, the unspoken ones or the un... What what to you is the big difference between those? Because I kind of view them as very, at least very, very similar. Yeah. No, I, I... Is unspoken more like a little bit more taboo, like kind of like hush, like we don't talk about that, but you should know about it kind of thing? You know, this, this is why I bring it up, because when I was doing my research in my head, not even research, I wasn't doing research, when I was just like thinking of of my own personal unwritten slash unspoken rules, I, 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 I feel like I was going back and forth on the terminology in my head, and then I was like, okay. well, which one is it? Um, I think unwritten... I don't. I, I. I can't. I can't even begin. I think unwritten probably has to do is something like this is something we all do, but it's not a law. Unspoken seems more like either it's more. Could that be a law, but you don't talk about it? A law that, but you don't talk about it. What's a law that you don't talk? Like it's about? unspoken. Like it's like it's been written as a law, but like nobody like like you know we did an episode on blue laws. Yeah. Like you know you. You see someone walking their alligator with their five foot leash, and you're like, "Oh, that needs to be a six foot leash," but you don't say anything to him. <laughs> it's like un- I don't know. I have I have no idea. I was going <laughs> with hilarious. myself, Jerry. I can but, completely but imagine for this episode. We could in Florida, someone would be walking a like an alligator down the street with like a, a like a twelve foot leash. Pep gator Bobby. And someone would be like, "Oh no, what? 
That needs to be a six foot leash. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't only do five that. foot eleven inches. <laughs> That's a six. needs to be six feet. You need a six foot leash, <laughs> and then you're completely fine. <laughs> this is the exactly. least of our Florida concerns. All right. Well, I guess we'll never know. But I think I'm going to go with un- unwritten since you said it. I guess that's why I'll go with it. Um, Hopefully, I haven't ruined all your pod prep, Jared. Uh, no. We no. can talk about both on written and unspoken because either maybe by the end of you the episode we'll like get it's down like, to the. You keep saying it like it's a different thing, but we'll figure it out. Maybe it's maybe not. We'll f- maybe it's not. <laughs> I got you. I guess we'll figure it out. We'll see. Yep. We'll see. Um, I have nothing to talk about, by the way, so we can just go to untranslatables. But I, I guess, I, but I'm just gonna lie and contradict myself. I assume you saw Ronaldo went to uh, Man U. I was, uh, Man yeah, U. I actually did want to talk about. Did that you want to talk about it? For the f- yeah, for the longest time, I had been seeing. Once again, you never know with these soccer news yeah, media. Now Mbappe right. wants to leave. But uh, well, well, the funny thing was is that you saw, yeah, Mbappe was gonna leave Paris PSG. And then some people are speculating Ronaldo was going to join them there. And PSG? I just, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Like I, I had seen a couple articles. No. I almost sent him your way, too. That's too easy. Um, they were ger- oh, I don't want to see your German right. articles, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. That's why I didn't send them to um, you. Yeah, because um, I wasn't going to read them. <laughs> um, but no, I, that's I just, do think that's there's just... something cool about him coming back to kind of the first really like huge club mm-hmm. that... like he was a part of and he won the champions league with them sure. he won the premier league i think he won basically almost every trophy you can win uh with a british team yeah no it's definitely cool to see him go there and it's always cool to see like these big uh, players go to like a just a different league in general france i mean to be fair their league is not as exciting as the premier league but it is uh so it'll be a, a probably more exciting to watch like the the premier league games with ronaldo versus the whatever the la ligue or whatever they call it french game i don't know but anyway also also maybe it's just also i should clarify easier for me <laughs> right because uh, i know how to work <laughs> mbc sports where the premier league games are i'll say this though i, I think it's I, I think it's it's always fun to see big moves in general no matter what the sport that's always exciting part of it is where people move to i would say he's less exciting to me than messi because messi has only been with barcelona his whole life and um and, and and Ronaldo's moved around a couple times, and you know his last move, his is you know he, his last move was to Juventus, which he's been at for like what three four years. I think I think so. Which yeah. is like it's a, a good run, but it's not you know it's nothing like like it's not like him leaving Juventus is like oh him and Juventus have such a beautiful history together. You know it's like all right well, you know right. he left the club that he was at for a bit, but whatever. That's how I mean, not whatever, but it's uh, to me, it's not as it's it's not as exciting as uh, as the messy move. Right. Well, the, I think the reason why it's not is the I mean, both of these were very sudden, but the messy move, it was like you heard that he didn't sign, wasn't able to sign his contract with Barcelona with Bar- Barcelona. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but, you know, they they had some issues and he even said he was going to take a big pay cut and it still just wasn't wasn't enough i guess and then he went to psg and uh yeah it was crazy yeah but the thing with ronaldo i guess is like i figured he was going to go to um you know a team at least in the premier league or maybe i was i was thinking maybe spain but the fact that he said that like 
he said that his history with uh, Real Madrid had already been written, basically, meaning like it's over. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine him joining another team in La Liga. You know that's that wouldn't be but Real Madrid. But like, wouldn't that be crazy? But he's still got a lot more business left with with England, which is he's right. which he's he was at Man U forever as well. I don't know. If, I mean, not forever. It was there a for a time. while. I used to be a pretty big Man U fan. They had him. They had Rooney. Nani. They were beastly like team Nani. back in the day. I remember using them yeah, on FIFA back in the day. Sure. Maybe like 2008, 2007. Is that around the time it was? Those were the days. I think so, yeah. Because yeah. it was yeah, it was just before uh, we were in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. But yeah, anyways, crazy. I mean, it's just crazy to think, especially, you know, all of the... The pictures and videos I was seeing about like the upcoming Champions League, of course, Ronaldo was still on Juventus's team, so mm-hmm. all the pictures are still with him and Juventus. Like I was scrolling through uh, Instagram a little bit yesterday, and I saw that, and I was like, "This is just too funny because now he's at Man U." So it's like, I wonder how that will also influence Juventus's chances. But they're still a pretty strong team. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine, and they and and I'm sure now they have. Some money to bring in some other, you know, big dog. Maybe not Ronaldo, but they have. I'm sure they have some space in the budget now for a right. some level of big dog that they can bring in from somewhere. They'll figure it out. They'll be fine. They've had. Right. They've, oh, for they've sure. They've been fine without him for many years, right up until the women's team put up that racist Asian uh, post for no reason. That, oh God, yeah, that <laughs> that's was really so, what that did was them. So ridiculous. Not uh, Ronaldo leaving. Right, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right, dude. Do you have any? Crazy. Do you have any shoutouts? Uh, I don't. Not for this episode. Okay. So let's let's get into some untranslatables. I think you know what time it is, Jared. It is time for idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And uh, I will get us started today, Jared, um, with a Dutch untranslatable. This one is a good one. Laat ze en poepy ruiken. You say it again. Any I, latze and pu and poipi riken. Maybe poipi. No, I got poipi riken. I got nothing out of that. Latze uh, like lassen z, latze and poipi. What do you think that could be? Oh yeah, yep. I've done this one very before. good. Yeah, okay, I remember this one. Oh, have you? Okay. I mean, I'm not saying I remember it. I'm I'm, I'm not saying I know what it means. I'm just saying now I remember I remember saying poopy. How can I forget poopy? Right. That's hard to forget. That's true. Let them smell a poopy, Jared. And speaking of sports, this is something you could uh say if you're watching Ronaldo play uh Messi on PSG. Now I don't know now I'm gonna explain to you what happened on in Formula One today. And I would like okay. you to somehow figure out how you could insert this untranslatable into okay. what happened today. Because what happened today Let's was do a it. farce of I'm a race. I'm excited. <laughs> so this race was in Belgium at Spa, one of the greatest and, and most historic Formula One tracks out there. It's amazing. It has the iconic... Sorry, much of my neighbors walked down the street. It has the iconic Eau Rouge turn. It's just an amazing track. It's one of my favorites. Um, but it's in Belgium, which is a pretty... Uh, rainy gen- place, which you can race in the rain, but you know there are limits when it comes to racing. The- it can't be, and so it was just pouring, and okay. um, it started off with um, they were doing the formation lap, which is a lap they just do going slow to get to their grid spots, where then they sit for a bit before they actually start racing. Someone crashed on that, um, which is just you know you just. Puttering around happens. like you're going right. to CVS to on that lap. 
and so it crashed and um and so they they red flag which means they you know they paused the race and they're like all right we gotta wait wait for the race to slow uh, the the rain to slow down it's too crazy it's too crazy we can't do this um and so uh hour goes by (laughs) still waiting um another hour goes by still waiting no race and this is all being broadcasted live so these broadcasters really are the winners of that day they had to vamp for four hours literally um they go out and so so apparently they have all these stupid rules to where officially for it to be a race you have to do two laps and then to get and then you get 20 uh 50 of the points if you do 75 percent of the race then you you're eligible for all the points. So they did two. They they what? So they start. So like, all right, we're gonna start the race. It was still raining, still still raining super hard. And apparently, it's uh, it's not the grip that's the issue. It's the visibility that's the issue. That's what they say. But anyway, um, so they go out for these two laps, and once and they start behind the safety car. So what that means is there's a car that sort of controls the pace, a normal car that the race cars follow, and um. Eventually, once they deem that it's safe, the safety car will go away, you know, off the track, and then they'll just start racing from a roll when it's conditions like this. But the okay. race starts, so you, those laps that you do behind the safety car, those are real Still laps. Count. Okay. Um. So they did two of those um, behind the safety car, just going slow or whatever, um, and um, they red flag again, which means they pull the race back in. But now okay. they've done two laps technically, so okay. uh, they've done a race. So a race okay. has happened, and um, then they wait for another essentially two hours because you have a, a, a win- oh, uh, because you have a okay. window of like four hours ish, um, and and then the race uh, ends, and then they have the podium ceremony. <laughs> so everyone gets half points, which I haven't seen. So now the now some teams have like point five points which i have never seen in the couple of years that i've been watching um and the fastest lap was a war they they gave the fastest Lewis lap, hamilton which makes no sense because technically someone is going faster than everyone else but this was a safety car lap so they were behind the safety car all just in a line and the fastest lap was given uh only because he just happened to slightly by you know dot dot point zero 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 something of a millisecond go faster than people is was given mm-hmm. to uh one of the uh i agreed upon worst f1 drivers on the grid right now <laughs> no uh, really if you're if you're not in the top ten, which he wasn't, because he didn't qualify in the top ten, then you don't get any points for it. So you didn't get any points for it. But oh, it was no. just a full far. It was su- such a farce of a of a Formula One race. So I took a nap about a through it, came back, <laughs> still no racing happened. <laughs> I cleaned my house, no racing happened. So yeah, could you somehow apply your untranslatable? It would be to that? like it would be like if. Uh... If the the Formula One racer who who won it but didn't win any points, if he came up to Lewis Hamilton afterwards and he was like, "It's like that's right, I'm gonna let you smell a poopy." I could totally. I have another example of how that happened. Okay. The second place winner, <laughs> this like the second place on the podium beat Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton was third because in the second place okay. was in the also mutually agreed upon second worst team on the grid really yeah he, okay granted he's an amazing driver and he had an amazing lap, qualifying lap in the wet but 
That, but it would be kind of funny for him to like dunk on Lewis for beating him, right. <laughs> because like, if the race would happen, like you smell that Lewis poopy. likely would have passed him pretty quickly if the race would have actually happened. But the, but someone right. in the second worst team and second worst car on the grid uh, did beat Lewis Hamilton. So it's like bragging, undeserved bragging, essentially. Um, actually, no. Wow. Uh, I would say it would be misplaced. It would be more Mispla- like okay. It would be What's more the difference like when, between misplaced and undeserved. Uh, well, I guess, why would you say guess no to undeserved? There's, because if it's misplaced, well, I guess, then they don't no, deserve you're right. it. It is. It is undeserved. It's undeserved, and it's. I guess it's. I guess the difference would be un. I want und, You could you could be undeserving of something, but you could still think you deserved it. So that's why I was going with misplaced. Like you think that you can say this, but you shouldn't really say that. That's why it's misplaced. Anyways. You see how quickly, by um, the way, this uh, is for everyone listening. You see how quickly Chad was to say no when still, even your explanation. I'm like, those sound like the same thing to me, but fine. I was wrong. Uh, I was wrong. No, no, you're good. You're no, good. No, I was um, wrong. Chad. Let me give say you another it. example, though, Own Jared. It. it would be like it would be like when, uh, speaking of Cristiano Ronaldo, when he scored that crazy bicycle kick uh, during that one game, and he was like, that would be like if uh, we were watching it, and, and then I was like, woo, like, let them smell that poopy. Oh, have I still not gotten down to what this means? Not quite, no. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, well, w- wait, but you just said it's undeserved. You can use it to talk or, smack. Excuse me. You said it's un- misplaced bragging or something. No, no, I said that example I gave you, which was not a good example. So that's why I gave you the second example with Cristiano Ronaldo. Doing the bicycle kick. And then if I was like, oh, yeah, like let them smell that poopy. This has got to go down as one of the longest single untranslatables. Probably. Probably. Let me just give it to you. Between my means, Formula uh, One like explanation to show, that took about 10 To show minutes. them like okay. how it's done. Let me show you how it's done, basically. Or like he showed them how that's done. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't mean to imply that you had to give it to me right away. Sorry. I don't. You're, you're good. I was still, I was still ahead, willing Jared. to guess. Um, my first untranslatable is Japanese, and it's Kao Ga Hiro I. I.E. probably E. To have a wide face. Oh, is this to be two faced? Mm, no, it's to have a wide face. Or is it the opposite? Is What's it, the opposite is it, of being two faced? Uh, lots of people like you. You're very social. Yeah. You're popular. I don't yeah. think it's the opposite, but you're right that that is what to be. Uh, two faced is to be like conniving or sneaky. You yeah. can have friends and be yeah, conniving. I mean, you can, but some of the people best, know you're conniving. What are you talking about, dude? Some of the best connivers have a shit ton of friends. That's true. You, who are you conniving? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're not their friends because they're stealing from them. But uh, I right. don't think that's the opposite, but you got to write nonetheless. It means to have a lot of friends. Okay. Nice. I like that. That's I think a good the opposite one. of being two-faced is to be very trustworthy. I agree. Or, or loyal. being very transparent. Yeah. As well. I, think I don't think friends yeah. has anything to do with that. You can be a lot of friends and also cheat other people that aren't your friends. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Bernie you Madoff can, yeah, you're right. became a billionaire by having a lot of bi- millionaire friends and cheating them all. Sorry, go ahead, please. Just that's go ahead. The, the, I guess that's a plus of having friends like that, right? Uh, my next one for you is Arabic. Allah ad lihafak mid. Did you say fuck? Uh, Lihafak. Okay, is what it says here. Uh, this means God. 
Uh, stretch your legs as far as your blanket extends, Jared. It's like give it all you got, you know? Nope. Okay. Nope. You were so excited. Would be like, you uh, love to say no. It's very I disturbing. <laughs> it's fun. Sometimes you got to just say no, Jared. Uh, it would be like if you if you told me, you're like, you know what? F this place. I'm going to move into a 10-bedroom, 10-bathroom mansion. It's like money-related. It is money-related, yep. Is it like outspending yourself? Outspending what you have? No, but it's not. It's living within your budget because you said to stretch it as far as your... There you go. You got it. You got it. Living within your budget. You're about to give me an example of living outside of your budget. Correct. Okay. That, I'm so glad I figured it out before you gave your example because that would have been terrible. Um, but you did figure it out. That's the key. My next untranslatable is Portuguese, and it's alimentar um burro, burro a pau de lo. To give a to give bl- good treatment to someone who doesn't need it. Oh shit! Sounds like you just gave me the I meaning. <laughs> I fucked up with my um. <laughs> what what. <laughs> what does it what's the uh literal translation i messed up or? with my uh note taking and i put the you said that so smooth though for a minute I know, there i was so like proud of myself i totally you know i, I write i I've, since we've started this i've had essentially the same my i have a note template and i actually take notes and i have the same template and i put the uh portuguese where i usually put the literal and then I just went okay. down to the next line, which is the meaning. Uh-oh. <laughs> right. But I did not, for somehow not I did not literal. actually get the literal. So right. uh, I, I messed that up. I guess I can tell you what the literal means. Why not? Who cares? Who cares? You know? I want to hear it. I know you love to take a lot of time on the, on the untranslatable, so let's do it. Feed a donkey uh, sponge cake. That's what it means. Okay. To give someone something that they don't deserve yeah. is what you said, right? Yeah. Why doesn't a donkey deserve okay. sponge cake? Isn't the donkey a working horse? Maybe it's maybe it's bad for it. Oh, I don't know. Could be. Probably not though. It's probably fine. I mean, what I am I talking know. about? Sponge cake is bad for everyone. It's bad for humans. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably fair. That is probably fair. Uh, my next one for you, Jared, is Dutch. Um, these Dutch ones are just fantastic. Um, Boontje komt om zijn loontje, which means a bean comes for his salary. I think you could maybe, to help you a little bit, I would say if you translated it, a bean comes from his salary maybe makes more sense. A bean comes from his salary? Mm-hmm. Is that like... Or like that bean comes from his salary. Is that like saying bringing home the bacon or something? No, 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 no. Um, say, you know, we were talking about laptop problems or computer problems before the episode. Say I come over to your place, we record in person and uh, I accidentally spill one of those, uh, those nice Topo Chico's you have at your place all over your fancy brand new laptop. And, uh, and then you could say that beans coming, uh, from your salary. Oh, it just means you're going to pay for that. Yeah, I'll get, I'll give that one to you. It's more so just it's your fault because I spilled mm. the Topo Chico, right? It's my fault. I see. I see. So it's not as literal as the salary uh, connection right. I was making. I got you. Okay. I don't right, have any more. It's more just some, somebody's fault. Way. I'm sure you All right, do, let me though. give you one last Dutch one, Jared, because I think this one's a funny one. Uh, here we go. It is 
Hellas Pindakas, which means unfortunately peanut butter. Um, is that just like uh, fell into some luck? It's like some it was was gonna be. I would say it would be a phrase you would say um, the opposite of if you fell into some good luck, and you didn't care. You fell into some bad luck. Many freguista. <laughs> and you say many so freguista. Say, say, say uh, I mean, kind of, yeah. It is, in, in a way, it's kind of, yeah, it kind of is a many freguista, actually, Jared. It, it basically just means too bad. Like, ah, oh, too bad. But that is kind of a many freguista, right? I mean, really. Okay, so I got a kinda. If, I got a kinda. Am, am I right? Like, I feel like if somebody's just like, oh, too bad. Yeah. That's kind of like what many freguista is. It's like it's like F it, you know, whatever. Right. Right. Whatever. Whatevs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the kids say that anymore. The kids but, haven't uh, said that since even before we were kids, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's probably true. That's probably true. I don't know where well, you Jared, heard that. Well, Jared, should we uh <clears throat> should we talk about some unwritten rules to uh keep ourselves and other people uh safe from embarrassment, shame, and ridicule out I'd there? love to talk about some unspoken rules, Chad. Is Let's that what we're? It. Pre- oh, Let's it's, do it. okay, okay. I thought I, unwritten or unspoken. I thought there were. I thought there were like rules. To, I, you know, it's. I I thought we were talking about rules to, just of like the. Uh, what what we expect from society, you know? Regardless. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. You made it seem, what yeah, what you are some that you have? Shame. Uh, well, yeah, because you don't want to. You don't want to. You know, go against some of these rules and then feel shameful or embarrassed of yourself okay well all right these are these are my (laughs) unwritten rules or unspoken rules that i personally live by and then there's one that i want to ask you about i I don't really have a a firm take on it per se um saying please and thank you is a basic you know oh that's a big one that one that one go ahead jared no please chad that uh, I like how we both said that one though that was kind of cool. That one is is tricky though because it it's very contextual, especially in different countries. For example, when I was doing some homework before this episode, turns out in Japan, Jared, you don't always say please and thank you to your waiters or waitresses. And I also noticed in, when I was in China, I also saw a lot of people not really say thank you to the waiters or waitresses. And the and when I would say thank you, a lot of times they would kind of look at me. So I wonder if that's one of those unwritten rules as well, though, is when to say please and thank you. So you're telling me I, I, I'm going to counter and say I don't believe you. I don't believe <laughs> I believe that they don't say please and thank you. That makes sense. But I don't it doesn't make sense or whatever. But I believe that I don't believe that you saying thank you or please is why there is 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 cause them to give you some sort of weird look like i i don't think they were like why would you say thank you <laughs> like right I, I, maybe maybe they maybe they don't expect it from but there's no way you said thank you and they're like what i don't believe that get out of my store i don't believe that i i i would i, I would i'm gonna stick to what i say and say that even if they don't expect you to say it and certain it's culturally maybe they they might not expect you to say please or thank you in certain instances where you expect it in other places, you know, here in the U.S. or in or in England, they're annoyingly polite. You know, uh, right. it's like, oh, sorry, thank you, but sorry, please, I would just, if you have a minute, please, sorry, and it's just like, just get right. it out. You know, you don't need to. Right. Um. So I can understand maybe that might vary, but I would also argue that 
no one finds it weird for you to say please um even if they don't expect it i don't i can't imagine they'd be like what why would you say please when you ask me for something right well it's more of i think them just looking and being like oh like look at look at that foreigner you know trying to trying to speak very terrible chinese mm. and i don't know it's just culturally a little bit different but i do agree with you that please and thank this you this is just what you imagine in your head these are all things i'm, right. I'm asking you Oh, or, no, no, no. This happened when I was living in China. They said, look at you, oh, you funny foreigner. Say, say. No, oh, of course they didn't say that, but you could kind of read uh, okay. people's facial expressions a little, Jared. You know. Okay. What else you got? You don't have anything? We can't do like a back and forth? You just... We can we can do a back and forth. Have you ever heard of El Ultimo, Jerry? Oh, you have a list. Sorry, never mind. I don't want to hear. <laughs> it, well, see, this is, why, this is why I wanted to get yours out first. <sighs> okay. Uh, but here, have you ever heard of El Ultimo? The Ultimate? Yeah. No. This is in Cuba. So this is, I love this idea, Jared, and I wish, I wish we could do something like this in America, and I think we kind of do it in some places, but let me explain, and then uh, we'll get your take on it as well. So in Cuba, it often looks like there's no line, uh, but there is. It's called El Ultimo. When you arrive somewhere, ask El Ultimo, and whoever is last in line will raise their hand. You are now El Ultimo, like the last, you know, the last person in line, I guess. Uh, and you just know who is in front of it's you. It's kind of an untranslatable. In the meantime, you can sit down in some shade. That's kind of an untranslatable because it doesn't really... That uh, sucks, though, because so you have to go around and ask everyone who's who's El Ultimo or... I think you probably la, just go El Ultimo uh, and just say it loud ultima. enough and somebody's like... <laughs> right? Uh, oh, you, oh, I guess so. I guess so. I still don't like that either. You make it seem like that's better. I, I don't know if it's better. You but know me. I like to not yeah, talk Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the U.S., our clo- well, our, we don't even have a close equivalent, but I was thinking of like when you pull numbers exactly from like the DMV. Or, or yeah. at like a, I mean, you don't go to grocery stores, but like at a, at like a you know, like a meat counter or something. You right. know, we, 305. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. always, it never seems to go as smoothly as it seems like it should. Uh, I agree. <laughs> maybe this is just a personal grievance that I need to take up with my personal grocery store. But I'm always like, right. do you have the numbers yet? Every time I come here, the number is like six behind. And you're like, 32, 38. Oh, uh, what am I doing? I don't know how to count. 32, 33, 34. <laughs> yet they'll like... They skip your they'll, number. They'll, <laughs> yeah, then you got to be <laughs> like, put your hand up in a split second. Like, now we're playing a game here. And and then right. someone's gonna be like, "Well, I'm 39." It's like, "Well, no, I'm 38." Sorry, I just have a shoulder issue, and I couldn't get well, I it couldn't up get in my time. Arm up quick enough. Um, exactly. All right, I, I like that though. That's fun. I could also see that coming in handy in school, especially like elementary, middle school. Right. I will say this though too, Jared, about lines. Lines in general, I think there's a lot of unwritten rules around those, especially in numerous cultures, right? Yeah, like, no cutting. First some of all, just very... to be basic about it. Ooh. I mean, yep. I, there's no yep. rule in most grocery st- i imagine stores don't have rules on the books about cutting but uh right for the most part people don't do it and if they do you either you say something not. or you don't and you think about it for the rest of the day <laughs> <laughs> right yeah there's no other option i hate to say this but when i was coming back from germany jared um there was like a long line and then it split into two and then it like converged and like just the way it turned out like me and two other guys kind of got in front and you could view it as cutting. Um, but we were just walking the path we were supposed to walk. And the lady kind of looked at me and this other guy. She was like, you know, back of the lines there. And the, the guy was like, we walked here. And this was like the, and 
then thankfully she was probably thinking about it all day long, just like you said. But, she needs um, to mind her own business. I don't know. Part she of me didn't was get like, cut, oh, should I she? go to the back? Yeah, well, we were in front of her, yeah. But you, but you, because you, because she was in a different line. Right, and then they kind of, like, oh, it was oh, yeah, weird. Yeah, we had to, like, you. walk around. It you. was, they rerouted security, and so we had to, like, walk around. And You know, I anyways, think about that at like, stop I'm, signs sometimes. Mm-hmm. If, like, I've been waiting in a long line through a stop sign, but then someone just comes up. I, sure, they're next, but it's like, yeah, but I've been waiting. You just got right. here. Now I have to let you go. <laughs> right. It's like, I understand how stop signs work, but I don't like it. That's all I'm saying. I was like, oh, like, you should realize how long this line has been for me, but not for you. People don't have that much empathy, unfortunately, <laughs> I, Jared. Uh, to be fair, they probably shouldn't. That's an uh, unnecessary level of empathy. Uh, I probably should not take it so personally. Um, all right. Um, here's some un- unspoken rules. Let's talk about some unspoken bathroom rules. I've been thinking about this one. Okay. Uh oh, you thinking about it because I came over last time? No, no, I'm no, I mean public bathroom rules because you came over oh, last okay. time. I don't even remember the last time you were here. Spent a couple weeks. Spent a yeah, while. no, that's not why I was thinking about it. Unwritten I've already forgotten bath- oh, you were well, here. Well, if you're a dude, obviously the urinal <laughs> is, is a yes. big one. Uh, is that, yes. Okay. You just didn't want to say it. Did you want me? to uh, say No, it, I have Jared? other bathroom rules. No, I, I do have other bathroom rules. Okay. But that is the main one I, that comes to my mind. I should say rather. I mean, yeah, I would say when possible, don't be standing right next to somebody. Yeah, the people, it's just weird. Some people don't don't give a shit, though, and I don't understand those people. But I'd say second to that, especially in public bathrooms, is just don't, no conversations. No, especially whilst, right. especially <laughs> whilst peeing. Dude, I can't tell you, I've had conversations. Do you have people talk to you? Mostly it's been coworkers. at various jobs I've had. What? Yeah. Weird, Mo- okay. At all jobs I've had. Every job okay. I've had, probably, for the most what, part. Did you? What, I've had. Did I've you had used a, to go to the bathroom with the boys or something? Be like, all right, guys, this is bathroom break. No, I, yeah, that's what I do, Chad. I invite them in, <laughs> and I say, "Hey, boys, it's bathroom time. Let's chat. Let's chat." And I, I, I put in a reminder on their calendars. It goes off fifteen minutes go. beforehand so that he can get ready with the Perfect. hot goss. Do you send him a Zoom link just just to be safe. Yeah, you know, if you can't can make it, if, if you're at home because you're because <laughs> you're anti-vax, go to your own bathroom, zoom in, and uh, talk to us from your bathroom. But you have to be peeing. We're all peeing, by the way. Uh, exactly. Or shitting. We'll talk over the over the cube over the. We don't care. That's exactly the what stalls. I mean. Yeah. Oh man, you're right though. Yeah, dude. Why? Why do some people think it's cool to talk while you're while you're doing your business? I don't know. I've never got that. I don't know. And there's something about the work relationship where it seems to happen the most. Um, right. I mean, I feel like I've talked to my family less while I'm peeing in a public r- restroom than I have coworkers. Oh, for sure. Not. And uh, can I ask you this, Jared? What What do you do, or what What kind of goes through your I'm mind? I'm a coward, if you're like, Chad. I talk to him, and I hate every second of it. Okay. And I pee, and my pee goes from a stream like. Because I'm like end this as quickly as possible because I want to kill myself. I hate it. Oh jeez. I hate it. You know what you got to do though, Jared. In the future, if they're standing next to you, you just got to pee on their shoe to establish dominance. Okay, that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've been hearing in the manosphere. You know, you gotta maybe they'll like pee- it though, and then they'll elevate to me just pissing in their mouth, and now we have a relationship. Oh jeez. <laughs> That's one way to spice up the workplace, I guess. Yeah, oh, do, we have to, do we have to uh, disclose that to HR? Probably. Uh, I'm in a relationship with uh, Steven in accounting. Uh, but to be fair, I don't really even know his last name. 
We just have this a similar piss schedule, and I just do it in his mouth now. He seems to like it. What do you got next for me, Jared? Um, oh, I mean, here's a basic one. And this is, I've never seen this written anywhere, but if you don't follow it, you're an asshole. Um, this works on both the public transportation or elevators. And it's um, those getting off um, go first. Oh, Similar for sure. Similar to me and Steven's rule in the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've never understood people who try to like get right into any public transport when uh, you know other people are trying to leave. It's just like, just wait a second. It's not like the doors are going to yeah. close and you won't be able to get on. Just yeah, stand by the really side. Yeah, it really makes no wait. sense. <laughs> it's like, well, see, now I have to go past you two to get off before I could right. just get off without having to go. Yeah, no. That's why when Jared exits most public transportation, he's got both elbows up. Ready to go to knock over any of those folks trying to come in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, here's my next one. Uh, do you believe in... Uh, well, well, we'll we'll get to that one later. I'll ask you about that one later. So, uh, snitching. Not a oh, fan. Oh, snitches get stitches, Not Jared. a fan. Snitches listen, get stitches. If it, if, it, if it requires jail time, I might reconsider. But in my daily life, where someone... <laughs> I uh I'm not a huge fan of snitching. Or people or those people that even try to like subtly like they might not characterize it as snitching, but rather just explaining the situation. I don't like that. Throwing people under the bus right. might be the better version. Oh yeah, for, that's terrible. For what I'm talking about. Snitching in, involves right. someone's life, someone's money, jail time, you know, the law. I'm just talking about. I mean, throwing it's the adult the version of being a tattletale. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody likes a tattletale. Yeah, yeah. No one likes a tattletale as a kid. No one likes it as an adult. Yeah, it's a, it's Mm-mm. it's not a good. It's a it's a weak move. Right. Uh, no, I'd I'd agree with that one one hundred percent. Here's a classic one. Don't start uh, eating until everyone gets their meal. Oh, that's a good one. I yeah, that's you a know really, what I hate really about one. and. Go ahead. You you know what I hate about this one is that um, every time every time you're out at a rest at a restaurant eating a meal with people, they always say, "Oh, go ahead, eat, you know, start." Every single time, right? And you're gonna be like, "No, no, I can't. I'm not gonna." Even though you really want to, and you don't even really care about the stupid rule, you're just like, "Fine, all right, yeah, no, let's all sit around and wait here for everyone to." I get it. It's a nice rule, but I, I'm, uh, but um. I think I honestly I'm more bothered by people saying go ahead and eat than um than the fact that that's a rule. Cuz it's like you know well, what the other we're thing doing about here. That. you do the same thing and then you'd be the same sort of if if the rules were exactly reversed the person saying go ahead and eat would be the exact same person be like no no I'm going to wait and you know, I'll just wait. Right. I, I don't want to eat by myself. Oh, for sure. The I mean the other thing about that though too Jared is depending on where you live I mean, some places the elders, you know, tend to begin to eat first. You know, either the matrix or the patriarch of the family. Matrix? Is that what they call it? I've never heard that word in my what? life. Matriarch? Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, matrix or patriarch. Oh, I, said yeah. mat- I thought you said matrix and patrick. No, no, matrix. I thought I said matrix. Oh, I'm going to let you know but when I edit this. Yeah, you can edit it. You can find out. You're going to send me a text. Yeah. I know immediately. Um, but yeah, um, so that's another thing too, though. You, you are right, though. It is definitely kind of a pain when 
you've gotten your, especially at a restaurant, and if they're if it's going to be a little while when the people get their food, yeah, that always does kind of suck. You're just looking at it, looking at the cheese. It's, it's just slowly get getting cold. Yeah, right. It's like oh, cold <laughs> melted cheese is the worst. That's true. But I said oh, cold eggs too. I don't oh, know why, but just like cold, cold eggs is ugh. yeah, that's not good. Although to be yeah. fair, a lot of cultures have mastered the cold egg. I'm not a big fan of it. But like a lot of Asian cultures, for example, have mastered the cold egg, but I'm still not a huge fan of it. But yeah, no, I'm with you. And especially an egg that you expect, to be clear, you're talking about an egg you expect to be warm, but is now cold, (laughs) which is a lot different. Exactly. Oh, for sure. I mean, eating in general, Jared, there's a lot of kind of unwritten or unspoken rules in different cultures, like whether or not it's okay to burp or not, you know, like... In the U.S., if you did that, can you imagine if you were like at a nice business oh, yeah. dinner and you just let a loud burp go, how bad that would be? But then in like some Asian cultures, that's Thank totally you. fine, and that's a way to <laughs> like do a compliment to the cook. Wow. Thank you. Wow. That burp. Right? You must, wow. <laughs> I'm flattered by that burp. <laughs> yeah, or you do like a, like a, what if you do like a, like a, just like a, and they're like, "All right, asshole, you didn't have to, like listen. Just don't burp at all, right? You know that's cool too." What happens? What happens? My question, Jared, is what happens if you fart accidentally? Fart at like a fancy get together? Now that would be amazing. You know they call it on your mom's house a double pipe classic. What if it started with just like a burp, <laughs> a burp so magnificent that they're like holding up their finger, like hold on, hold on, hold on, and then and then like a fart pops in on top of that. And they're like, and they're like, wow. And I can imagine the host of that party being like, you gave me the greatest compliment I've ever received in my life. Thank you. You know what? Take this bottle that of or, wine with you as a thank you. Or get your ass out immediately. No, no. It smells like something died in here. Are there any, in, speaking of which, are there any, um, you, you know, we talked about bathrooms and you brought up uh, home bathrooms. Are there any unwritten mm-hmm. rules to using someone's bathroom at home? The thing that that weirds me out a little bit, Jared, of using like people's you know bathrooms at home, is like if you see a bunch of towels, but you don't know which one is like the one that you should be like drying your hands on. Your house? You mean your house? I'm I mean just like when you go to someone's house in general. I understand, especially. But I mean new. like your house. I think our house the the one right next to the toilet is the. But you're actually you're right. There's like yeah, two or three I know. in that bathroom, aren't there? <laughs> why are you why are you trying so hard to say no to me? Just <laughs> no, you're this right. Is, uh, you're a good podcast right. always starts with yes and you know. Well, no, you don't. No, you're you say absolutely no right. My bathroom itself, though, Jared, there's only uh, two towels, uh, so at least you got a fifty fifty chance. <laughs> my ba- <laughs> my 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 parents did the same thing, um, and and there would always be like those decorative like disposable um napkins and then there would be like the um you know like a towel or something oh oh, my parents would get so mad if i used one of the disposable napkins they're like that's not for you that's for the people we care about that's for the that's for the people we're trying to impress and that's definitely not you (laughs) (laughs) they would legitimately be like why are you using this what and they're like there's a towel right there and i'm like yeah but i like these like that's not what it's for and I'm like, uh, you're not one of the fancy people. Yeah, Jared. yeah, yeah. You just use the rag that we keep on the floor. <laughs> 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 so, 
So you had one, Jared, about public transportation, about waiting for everyone to get off who needs to get off, uh, which I think is a great one. Another one as well, though, that I think is, I don't really know if this is maybe just too obvious, and that's why it's kind of an unwritten rule. or uns- Well, some places it is actually a legitimate written rule, I think, just not talking or being too loud in public transportation. That could be excuse me, a big one in a lot of different places. And you will stick out like a sore thumb uh, if you are being loud on public transportation, I would say in like 80 to 90% of the places in the world. 80 to 90% of the, that's a big. I know that's a bold statement. But I mean, Jared, when I've been in Germany, Czech Republic, um, China, all of those places, it. it it was pretty quiet on public transit. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely been reprimanded on in Austria. Have you really? How many times do we have? Do I have to say this and you be? This must be the fourth time, and I'm not even exaggerating that I've Clearly said this. I've got amnesia, and you'd be like, "Have you really? Yeah. Who are you with? With Logan? Who's Logan? <laughs> you mean Nolan or Nolan? Yeah. You don't remember? You don't? You you have like a the brain of the woman from Fifty First Dates. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. You have the. Uh, isn't that Drew? Isn't that you. Drew Barrymore? It's Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you let me sit there in silence, get it wrong, and then you're like, "It's Drew Barrymore." <laughs> well, I thought you, you, were, uh, you were right. You are the. You are. Uh, th- I feel like this is a this is a antagonistic podcast relationship we have. <laughs> no help. No help. Let let's let him sit there in silence for like five seconds. Get it wrong, and then I'll correct him. Got to work through it a little. Thank bit, you. you know? When really though? When when did that happen though? It was in Austria, dude. I was just on the subway. It wasn't even an Austrian person. I don't think. Okay. At least she didn't have an accent that sounded like she was Austrian. And she's like, okay. "Could you please be quiet?" And I don't. I don't even remember what I said because it was so long you ago. You were like, "No, nine. I'm gonna be louder now because you said that." What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. I am quiet. Exactly. No, but I, but I did. I, I said like some passive aggressive stuff like I always do in situations okay. like that, but. I feel like that would be a perfect like Tim Robinson skit. You know what I mean? Just like getting progressively louder and louder on public transportation. People telling them to be quiet and be like, but I don't know what you're talking oh, about. I'm being quiet. <laughs> Tim, you know? uh, Tim Robinson? <laughs> oh, okay. I thought his name was Tim Robbins for some reason. But you're right. Is it? No, I thought Tim it was Robinson. Robinson, right? But I was like, yeah. who is that? Yeah. You know what actually that does remind me of is the, is the uh, sketch where um, was it Will Forte sitting next to him on an airplane? And because he, oh, as, as, where he's crying yeah, like the as baby. a baby, he bothered him on a flight, yeah. so he like tracked him down. And then he was in the wrong seat, not sitting next to him. And he was in the yeah. back of the plane, and they couldn't even hear him with noise canceling <laughs> headphones on anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think, oh, that brings up a good rule, though, Jared. I think if people have headphones on, just don't bother them. Like, I've never understood yeah. when people try to talk to me if I have headphones, especially like over the ear noise. It doesn't matter what kind of headphones. If you have headphones on, don't talk right. to someone. No, I, I agree. Really, yeah, I, agree. I mean, especially at like an airport. That's That seems like an airport rule to me, where it's like if you're at an airport mm-hmm. and someone has, has, is sitting next to you with a, on, on the airplane, they don't want to talk about where they're going. They don't want to talk about their sister-in-law's birthday party that they're about to attend or whatever. Uh, no one wants to hear it. Right. I have an uh, I have a final unwritten rule here. And then I can't wait to get to more of your list. Um and this one I, I don't have an answer on, but I'm but oh, I know Ooh. you do, Chad. Ooh, <laughs> I know you do. Or do you believe in uh bro code? 
Or girl code. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Can you can you can you name some uh, primary codes that a bros should follow? Sure, I can. I can try. Like, I think one big bro code is, like, don't date one of your friend's exes. Yeah. What if you ask? Like, that's just that's just weird. Even if you ask, it's weird. Like, I would say there needs to be. I think there's a lot of variables, but it needs to be a, a long amount of time. Like one of my exes, actually, one of my buddies had a crush on her, but it was like nothing really ever happened. They didn't date or anything. And when he had a crush on her and all that happened, that was like three or four years beforehand. And I did ask him, actually, hey, is it cool? Like we went out on a because date. Because he had a crush on her really years well. before. Right. But so I think that's OK. But like had they have dated for like a, even a couple of I months, love how you even I think that's just weird. He had a crush. On, he had a crush on her years before, and you're like, "Is this yep. cool, dude?" And it's like you yep. haven't even. Okay, well, you're an honorable man. I'd be like, "Who cares?" I tried, Jared. <laughs> she does, clearly has no interest in you. Uh, <laughs> it's been years. But me, you got nowhere. <laughs> she doesn't even know your name, so uh, I don't have to ask you. Um. So that that's a bro code. Is you have to ask even that would if be they a bro code. have the slightest feelings for someone. Sure. I think another big bro code, too, is like, uh, I hate to say this because uh, generally speaking, I don't like lying. But, you know, if you got to lie for your bro, sometimes you got to, you know, lie about them, like cheating or something. Could be a could be a plethora of I'm things. I'm not lying for could, my friend about be. cheating. I won't say You're anything. Not? I won't okay. tell on them. But don't expect me. I probably just. So 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 if your buddy's girlfriend called you up one day and was like, Jared, you know, say, say I eventually the phone, I meet. Well, I'm not even kidding. Okay. So I don't answer the phone when my if, friends call me. I'm not going to answer the phone when their girlfriend true. calls that's me. That's true. That's true. But also. That's true. Okay. Also, I'd be like, I, if, if they call me, I'd be like, why are you asking me? This is. You, uh, mm. uh, and I also then call my friend. That's a good answer. I, I'd be like, I'm not in your relationship. But then I'd also call my friend and be like, we're not friends. <laughs> Why is your girlfriend calling me about. Dang, bro. About your. So, so, about your s- stupidity. So. Cheat so like a professional. I was dating a girl. Cheat like an adult. <laughs> You're a terrible <laughs> cheater. Don't drag me into this. I'd be so mad if I were dragged into someone's terrible cheating scheme. That's fair. That's fair. I'm trying to think of other examples of bro code. So, uh, or, so or, to go back to your uh, bro code, I'm not lying for you uh, if you're a terrible cheater. Also, don't tell me. Okay. Just don't even tell me. Cheat in private like a professional. <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> don't get Jared involved. What are some... Yeah, I'm trying to think. What are some other bro code type things? Uh, well, I mean, I guess... I hate to say this. and Maybe this is also you hate to say the last, stupid The last one. terrible one, too, you hated to say. Right. Well, Jared, like, for example, also, I was out of, with you. Before you hate to say this other one, I'm also mm-hmm. not going to jail for your ass. It, like, like, well, what, I'm not going to lie for you and be like, no, I don't. <sighs> Mr. Officer, I don't know where they were the morning of the 4th, even though they told me, listen, the morning of the 4th, I'm going to go kill this motherfucker and just don't tell anyone where I'm at. <laughs> if the cops say, hey, we see there's a phone record of the morning of the 4th, I'm going to be like, yeah, he told me he was going to go kill his friend. I don't know what to tell you. So you are not a ride or die type of friend, I guess, Jared. I'm a ride. I'm not a die. I'm not dying for you. Okay. I'm not dying for you, well, especially I, if you did something that I agree is wrong. That's fair. All right. That's fair. But I do think another bro code would be, for example, if we're at a bar 
and somebody pushes you, no, I'm going to be there to help you out. <laughs> what? what? Okay. So now you're, uh, what does that mean? What does that what mean? If, what if another, if another, what if, okay, what if one guy pushes you, then his buddy sees and his buddy gets involved. Then there's two guys on you. What sort of two Jersey Shore lifestyle are you living, Chad? <laughs> a pretty wild one. You're apparently. telling me if a stranger just out of nowhere pushes your bro in the back, you're going to, you're ready to fight that person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm or I'm ready to help my friend in that situation. Whether huh. that means pull their ass out of the bar, whether that means you know, you know <laughs> I was yeah. on the fence. I told you at the beginning of this I was on the fence about how I felt about bro code. You've convinced me that it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. Okay. All, fair all of your examples have been increasingly more convincing about how dumb how stupid it is okay fair enough i gotta lie for you and i'll and get and I'll almost get in trouble i gotta get into a fight just off of some bullshit just off rip I'm like all right i'm ready to fight now i was having a good time some stranger pushed you out of nowhere and now we just gotta beat him down like some sort of <laughs> uh, like some sort of cheap suit or whatever i don't know it's it's um that's a great english do you have other that is a good one do you have any other examples of bro code? Um, those are good examples of bro code, Chad. I- I'm not saying those are bad examples. I'm saying that when I hear the examples and when I think them through, I've I I think bro code is the stupidest thing ever. Mm. Would you call it toxic masculinity, Jared? Yeah, oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because what you're saying, by the way, these codes, none of those things that you said should have any sort of exclusivity to a dude so some sort of just strange dude i, I don't know I, I feel like none of these things you s- broco's reserved for your bros though if it's some strange dude hell no i'm not gonna get in a fight for him i'm not gonna lie yeah, for that's him. fair that's fair that's fair i don't know i i don't know i mean bro code i guess is kind of more friend code i mean if right. i was at a bar with one of my female well, that's what friends I'm getting and at. she got pushed I, I maybe that's know. what I'm getting at. I, I think just this idea. May, maybe it's the idea of like, listen, I, I'm sticking up for my dudes before women any day. That's kind of where bro code originated from. But um, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, because that's what it is. It's like, listen, if 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 my bro's trying to bang some chick, but his girlfriend's coming to me, I'm gonna be like, listen, he's out at the gym. We're 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 at the, we're we're gonna go get a workout in. We're getting a pump in. When really we all know Chad's getting a pump in. You know, you know, uh, getting more like a hump in. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, there. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. You gave you gave no, me that alley oop. I had to dunk it. Chad, please. I had to dunk it. Um, I I think another weird unwritten rule though, Jared is, uh, and this is not related to bro code whatsoever. But I, I do like that you brought up bro code because that is that is an interesting thing I hadn't thought too much about really. But uh, another one that's kind of a weird unspoken or unwritten rule is eye contact. Mm. Like sometimes it's okay. Other countries like you don't want to give direct eye contact. It's really weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was someone that I used I remember and what kind of I respected it but it also kind of freaked me out. You know, I'm terrible with eye contact. I, I don't care if you're my mother or some stranger at the grocery store. I do. I can't look. I don't look. I don't. I'm not good at looking people in the eye when I talk to them. Um, but there was one person who would. Um, you could almost tell 
Well, I guess it would make sense if I explained who it is. It was a therapist I had for like a month before I moved to Philadelphia, and that kind of ruined that. But anyway, um, she would make a point. She wouldn't say anything about it, but she would make a point. I feel like it. At least I would feel like it. She would make a point to like look me in the eye, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, almost like track down my eyes. How she's connecting you, getting into your soul, um, <laughs> And I think I... And I've also seen it actually to be fair. Now that I think about it, I've seen it a couple times in an interview as well. And I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta actually make a when they stare you down. Is that was that how, is that what you is that how what you equate eye contact to staring someone down? No, no. But I mean, if you're making nonstop eye contact, I mean, I guess it kind of is a little stare down. So you're saying making it? eye contact with someone is not staring someone down, but there's a level where it turns into staring. So, so, so sure. So there's it's, healthy eye contact where you're clearly yes. engaging and making eye contact, but you're not staring at them. Jesus Correct. Christ. This is why I just How, don't look at anyone at all. That's that. F- I don't know. You can stare I mean, at them too much. To... So if you're in a direct conversation with someone, you can look at them too much. Sure. If you never took your eyes off their eyes, dude, yeah, that would like be a weird. freaking yeah okay sure yeah okay yeah okay uh, I, I guess if you put it that way if you if you're if your gaze never wavers for a solid 30 minutes to an hour that's concerning sure okay yeah, yeah, yeah. once again jared way to establish dominance yeah that's how you walk out of that job interview with your chest your chest out and your head held is that high. what you want to do in an interview oh. establish dominance that's right no no not, not okay. at all these are not these are not legitimate interview tips people um but yeah, I, I think eye contact is a is a big one. Um, I will say this though, I think eye contact though is a is a really good unwritten rule as well though, Jared, on dates. Because I think if you if you really want to establish a connection with somebody, it's helpful to make eye contact with that person. Yeah, um, I think about that a lot. Now, oh, I have interestingly about that a lot. enough though, and I feel like that's effing right. me up in a lot of dating situations. Date situations. Just not. Sorry, right, Jared. Next time I come over, we'll just stare into each other's eyes until you're just not uncomfortable with eye contact. Perfect. Anymore. Problem solved. Perfect. <laughs> but um, I mean the the other thing too about my um, favorite bro code eye contact rule regarding eye contact uh-huh. is when you're in a devil's threesome, the bro code rule <laughs> is you only make direct <laughs> eye contact with the man. You got to stare them deep in the eye for the entire time. And I follow Once that rule again, every time I have a devil's threesome. I haven't not followed it yet. Also establishing dominance as well, though, Jared. That's also why you do that in the yeah. Devil's Three. <laughs> well, how did this turn into how do you establish dominance upon people episode? It's like the 14th <laughs> time you've said that. <laughs> right? It's because I'm just messing around. Um, but the other thing, though, too, Jared, with eye contact is in hierarchical cultures where, like, age and seniority is really, really important. In the U.S., we're a lot more casual about a lot of that, I would I say. I wouldn't say that. I would say you we have say a different that? expectation of eye contact. I don't think it means we're more casual, but I think that there is more of an expectation. Oh, I would say we're more casual. I think there's an expect- expectation for eye contact in professional experiences, as, as situations, and it's just our culture is different where it's not like some sort of hierarchical dominance thing if you were to like look someone in the eye that's above you. I think that it's a respect thing for you to look someone in the eye of all generations. And that's just a, I think it's more of a cultural thing than a, than like our yeah. laissez-faire. Cause I think there's still a expectation for eye contact and it does represent something important in especially business relationships in America. It's just a different culture and a way that we approach it. Yes. I agree with you 100%. The, the point I'm trying to make is that 
in the West, I think we're more casual about hierarchy in general. For like, we just don't use titles like they do in a lot of other countries. I don't think it carries as much weight. I don't think like even our language, Jared. Like in, I know in Korean and I think also Japanese. I could be wrong about Japanese, but I know in Korean they have different ways you address people depending on their age and their status, mm. right? Whereas all we have in our own language really is sir or madam, and that's about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so I think, and I think as Americans, we do tend to be, obviously if we're talking about like a very professional setting, it's a little bit different, but I would say generally speaking, Americans are pretty casual about a lot of things. Okay. Like I mean, I know you love to shit on Jared. America, so I'm not going to let, I'm not going to take that well, away let, from let you. Let me keep on shitting on America then, Jared. The let me give you another unwritten rule. every other country is who we need to follow because everyone else is doing it right and we can't do anything That's right. That's right. That's right. We definitely can't. But everyone else, uh, they got to <laughs> figure it out. Another big unwritten rule, though, is like what's what's quote unquote appropriate societally or culturally when you leave the house, right? So you'll see Americans, no problem, uh, go to. Especially, it was funny. I was skimming through uh, Penn State's like guide to American culture um, before this episode, and they mentioned that like American college students will go to class in like a hoodie and sweatpants. Whereas I guarantee you, you will probably not see that in most other places in the world. Yeah, probably. Probably. So I think that's kind of an unwritten rule, too, is like what you what's I mean, technically speaking, you can wear whatever the heck you want. But what's appropriate culturally um, can be very, very different. Like I definitely never saw any of my students in China um, wearing like a baggy hoodie. Actually, no, that's not true. I did see a couple of them. Um, that's not true. Definitely not when I was in Germany or Austria, though. Uh, I disagree. You don't understand style. There's uh, plenty of stylish baggy hoodies. You just don't get it. Um, but <laughs> I agree with you. I think um, that there's definitely diff- more, uh, you know, different expectations, unspoken rules on expectations for like fashion and stuff or what you wear. And generally, like when I moved to Germany, my just awareness of what I wore increased uh, substantially. Um, and it was sort of like a full wardrobe change. It's like, all right, now I need to fill my um, closet with, I don't know, H&M sweaters or whatever the fuck these right. Europeans like to wear. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, the same thing happened to me when I was in Vienna. Um, that's for sure. Uh, and I mean, just even what you see different people wear, you know, I, I remember like way back in the day, sneakers weren't even really a thing in Europe and now they're huge. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's interesting how how a lot of that changes. Which is why that's, yeah. Which is why I'm saying with the big hoodies that you also don't understand fashion because that's fair. You know, the white, like if if when I first moved to Germany, if you were wearing like white dad sneakers, you're a freaking loser, and you stick out like a sore thumb. When we were in Berlin, in in uh, Czech Republic, I was shocked. Apparently, K-Swiss sneakers are cool. The number of just, like, white sneakers that I didn't even know still existed. Like, K-Swiss as a brand, I'm like, oh, those still exist? Or like, wow, I can't think of the other one. But there's another. Champion was a big one. Champion was a big one. There's another one I can't think of. But Champion was a big one, too. Um, So, yeah, it's just, you know, the style trends. trends. But but that is, style trends in in general are a big... um, sort of unspoken rule and you know yet you have to know and it's not even just a country thing you know it's like uh like um 
you know, the, the, the social media stereotype, which I think is a real thing of like uh, New Yorkers wearing Tim's Timberland boots year round uh, and that being, you know, and so it's like it might not be weird to see some someone wearing like Timberland boots in summer at a party. But if you're in like Miami, they're like, hey, what's with the freaking uh, work boots at uh, at this beach party? <laughs> right. From New York. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Accent, but right <laughs> exactly come on this is tony yeah yeah i mean i i remember too i forget what year it was but one of the years when i went either either when we went to vienna or when i went with the group with msu on study abroad um one of the like people in the study abroad office i think it was actually back when we were in albion um they told us like do not wear white sneakers because yeah as you said like you'll stick out like a sore thumb yeah Whereas now, like, I feel like you could rock, especially as you said, if you got some, like, white K-Swisses or even I saw some people in Germany, Jared, rocking some, like, I think New Balances. Mm. Uh, grab some white dad-style New Balances and you'll be one of the fashionistas over there. <laughs> I, I, I might, I think the furthest I might consider is, like, an all-white shell toe. The thing about, uh, I used to love a shell toe back in the day. The thing about all-white is it's just, like, it's I, it stresses me out to wear an all-white shoe. I don't like it. I'm yeah, gonna it's get it too dirty. dirty, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's bound to happen. That's for sure. Another unwritten or unspoken rule to Jared is uh, small talk. Like in the U.S., I feel like at least, especially in the Midwest, folks love their small talk. Whereas, like I've read a lot of like Scandinavian countries, small talk's not really a big thing. I can tell you from firsthand experience, Czech Republic, small talk is not a big thing. I had a lot you of can students also ask me too, like about it's small not talk. a thing in Germany. That's true too. They like those deep talks. I kind of like that though. Yeah, but now with the stranger, like, happens sometimes. Yeah, of course, everything happens sometimes. But no one wants to. You're going to tell me that Germans love to just strike up conversation. They're like, listen, I don't want to hear about your day, but tell me about the the what 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 ails you on the subway. Is that what you're telling me? Tell me about the meaning of life. No, probably not. Okay. No, that would annoy the shit out of people. Once again, Chad uh, not being able to disagree with me, but he has to be like, no, no, they love the deep no, talk. No, I do, I do agree okay, with you. You're saying they I love the agree. deep talk, and I'm like, that's not, but they don't want, all right, that's not the, all right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, you know, another one, though, too, speaking of like unwritten rules um, and manners, though, is a lot of a lot of countries where they have a lot of big cities, you just don't say like excuse me or pardon me if you bump into somebody. Me as a me as a wid uh, as a wid as a as a Midwesterner, uh, I tend to say like sorry, excuse me, pardon me, something like that if I accidentally bump into somebody. And like when I was in China, it's just like if you said something, people just kind of look at you like like what? Like yeah, of course you're gonna bump into me. Mm. We're in this subway packed like sardines or in this train and there's no room. So you know, so I th I think it's good to know and and not take it personally if someone doesn't say something to you when they bump into you. So the unwritten rule there is that in these in in, in those situations you don't have to expect an apology. Like the unwritten rule is don't expect mm -hmm. like someone to be sorry for bumping into you. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. That makes sense. And also you don't you are not expected to apologize either, right. which I think is good to know. Right. But once again, I'll go back Absolutely. to my original statement. Actually, no, I'm not, I don't think it applies to this. But I was going to say no one would take it personal. Like no one would be offended. But people might be like, why are you even talking to me? So I could actually see it in that case. Please, please and thank you That's might true. be a little different than than that. It's like, well, now you're slowing me yeah. down for this. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't want to take that back. 
Right. Yeah, and I think it's it's just because it's one of those things that just happens so often that you'd have to be, you know, apologizing or saying excuse me all the time. Here's one, Jared, that I think you, well, you're more of a mountain biker, but either way, maybe you've got some thoughts on this. Standing in the bike lane. What do you mean? Is it okay? Is it not okay? What do you think? What do you mean standing in the bike lane? Standing, you're walking, and instead of walking on the sidewalk, for some reason, you decide to walk in the bike lane. Well, I don't even know why you do that. That's an obvious no. That makes no sense to me. Right. Well, I, I agree with you, but some I think some Americans who maybe aren't always aware of their surroundings. Like Only I think Americans when we were in the Czech so Republic to do such a thing. Only Americans well, have me, no concept of what a bike lane is. Let me is. rephrase. Naive tourists. No, How you're about right, that? Chad. Let's, um, uh, only Americans would be so <laughs> stupid to not even understand what a bike lane is. Well, some places we don't have bike lanes, yeah, Jared. But so everywhere, you know, you go to a country, everywhere in the rest of the world, they have bike lanes. A lot of places do. A lot of places do. Um, like the U.S., for example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I've been to many you make it you I just love how you just make it seem like the US is just some sort of haphazard place of fucking idiots which is true but so are a lot of places in the world <laughs> uh, plenty of places are I've been to plenty of places I was in Tanzania and um and like people getting hit by cars is one of the a major con- level of concern because they don't have any sort of sidewalk at all you know Right. So it's just so funny to me that you're like, yeah, but, you know, as you know, Americans, the idea of a bike lane is just perplexing to them. They can't even perceive how to handle such a thing. Don't even get me started with roundabouts, Jared. That I agree um. with, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my next one for you, though, Jared, um, and I've seen videos of, of this as well. We've talked about this actually in a couple of my culture classes back in graduate school. One of them is like crossing the road in certain countries, like... In places like Vietnam where you have all these scooters whizzing in and out, you need to just like kind of pick a lane and just like go like and just keep walking because when you stop is actually usually when the accidents happen. You know, if you keep walking, people will time, you know, riding and and swerving around you with you walking. But if you, you know, abruptly stop somewhere, that can cause issues. So I think that's kind of an interesting unwritten rule is you just have to commit and just go for it. When I... When I lived in Germany, we took a trip to London, and for the first couple days, it, it was a weird adjustment for us to because in London, the, like they don't not jaywalk. Like I feel like if the it's, if it says walk, they'll stop, and if it says stop, they walk. Like that's the level of jaywalking that happens there. At least when I was there, and you know, right? We, we, I'd been in Germany for however long at that point where no one jaywalks. So it probably took a solid day for us to be like, okay, we can jaywalk and no one's going to... They're looking at us for not jaywalking. <laughs> um, so jaywalking is definitely a big one. Where some places, they're like, don't jaywalk. Uh, I have a friend uh, who got... A, uh, he's not my friend anymore. I had a guy that was my friend at one point, And uh, he got a ticket in California for jaywalking. And, really? Um, and uh, in some places, they'd be like, "Why are you standing here when no one's uh, when no one's when no one's there?" I've been in places in Detroit where I feel like they make a point not to use the 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 crosswalk. It's like, are you trying to get hit? Right. But hey, yeah, I guess you got to you got to know yeah, the know, know your rules. know your place. <laughs> exactly. Here, here's one, Jared, that maybe you can gleam uh, a little light for me. Uh, in the South, when folks say, "Bless your heart." 
I feel like these this could go in a couple different directions. So what's the rule? Well, right here it says, Southerners in the USA, be very mindful if someone says, bless your heart, because that could mean uh, you've earned high favor or you've just stepped in a big old pile of trouble. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering, though, like, how, how do you... How do you tell the difference, though? Because I've heard Southerners say bless their heart, and sometimes I legitimately don't know, Jared, if they mean it in a sincere way or like a like look at those idiots over there kind of way. First of all, this is not an unspoken rule, but I'll explain it to you. Because this is not a rule. Okay. This is just an untranslatable. Um, okay. But I'll explain it to you. First of all, context. Second of all, sure. it doesn't necessarily matter what they... I'd say first is context, 100%. If someone wins an award and they say "bless bless your heart," I don't think it's an insult. If someone okay um, gets arrested for a DUI and they say hey, it's context, I'm just gonna keep going <laughs> as I said. And then second of all, I would say that it doesn't matter because the whether it's passive aggressive or whether it's a lie or not, the quote unquote sentiment is the same. Where it's like just 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 hoping for the best for for this person. Whether it's because right. something great happened to him or because they're really down in the dumps and you can only hope for the best, it all means the same. It, they're all, you're, regardless of the situation, you're hoping for the same thing. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. But I don't. Uh, I'll, 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 I'm going to go back to say I don't understand how that is an unspoken rule. That's just an untranslatable. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Bless your heart is a big one, though. I, I heard it a lot when I was on my road trip. That's for sure. Not not spoken to me personally. Just oh, folks yeah. around having conversations. Yeah, they use it. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. My my family it's, uses it. I think all the it time. sounds kind of nice. Uh, here, here's kind of a, an interesting one, though, Jared. And this also has to do with like a little bit of hierarchy, but also just like how you can show respect for others. Is uh, so apparently in India, it's uh, very common to refer to middle age and older people as auntie and uncle, um, or sir or ma'am. Um, but I guess where it can get confusing though, Jared, is once you kind of get to that cusp of adulthood in your, in your twenties where, you know, you're not a teenager anymore. You're not a kid anymore. Yeah. You're, you're a young adult and you know, and I, I have no advice or practical, you know, info. That, once again, not, not a rule, but I, I, I do. Okay. Uh, all these things are things that I can explain yet have nothing to do with the topic, but I'll explain it because you ask, um, we do the same thing in, in black in the black community too. That it never goes away. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you're older; they're still your aunt or whatever. Um, but yeah, we do the exact same. I have cousins that are my cousin. It's people I call aunt that aren't my aunt. That's a normal normal thing in the black mm -hmm. community as well. Okay. Oh, but I don't see how I that's mean, a rule. How is that a rule? Well, I guess it can. I guess in India, it can be seen as kind of disrespectful if you refer to them by their name and not as auntie or uncle. Yeah. Okay. And if you didn't know that, you know, like a foreigner like me, imagine me in India, Jared. I wouldn't know to call them auntie or uncle if I hadn't have read this article before. They expect that from a stranger too. I mean, probably but not. They're not your but it's aunt good or to uncle. Be, I don't think they have to be. But that's but, the but, point. But, but they're. I'm not saying they're that other person's aunt or uncle, but they're their symbolic aunt or uncle. That's what it is. You don't just say that to some old stranger. That's that's okay. your that's some sort of symbolic aunt like or a close uncle. family yes. friend. Okay, I see. You wouldn't you wouldn't just say that to some stranger because someone else calls them aunt, even though they're not their aunt. Well, I think I think in some Asian cultures, Jared, they do. You just refer to an older person as auntie or uncle. Okay, 
I don't know that. Um, I could be wrong about that though. So, you, I mean, uh, folks, you're the one with the list. Wrong about that, but you tell me. That's well. I can tell you at least. Uh, this is what that's what it says about India. And while I was in China, Jared, I mean, a lot of folks call, you know, um, kind of middle-aged Chinese w- women also as like auntie um, as well. Uh, I mean, that's what they called uh, the cleaning lady that my ex-girlfriend had at her place, okay. um, and she was by no means their aunt, and they didn't know her that well. Um, so, so yeah. Oh, see, see, Chad. This is why the list bothered me so much. Why don't you mm-hmm. start with that anecdote rather than just reading uh, off a list from the, from uh, that woman? Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not bothered. I enjoy. I love your list. I don't want to take away from your list. Please continue on. Well, well, Jared, I've been trying to do a little hybrid here instead of just read because there's a there's a bunch of these. Um, I mean, my my last one, Jared, for you is, uh, and maybe this isn't so much an unwritten rule, but just like a having better knowledge of culture is know the proper way to greet somebody because you know shaking hands in different cultures can mean different things. The way you shake hands, like. I feel like when I was a kid, a lot of people told me, you need to have a firm handshake when you meet somebody. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, in some cultures, if you do that, that actually can come off as being like a little bit aggressive. Like I know in China, um, I didn't, you know, use a super firm handshake because I had been told that that's one of those things where it can be a little bit disrespectful. Yeah. When I get a super firm handshake these days, I'm like, all right, bro, relax. But then when I also get a... um, like a like a dead like fish a, yeah i'm also like uh hello uh, did we just greet each other or like what was that <laughs> i don't know what just happened right uh so i don't like either 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 extremes because i did i Let did me... recently actually get one of those like firm ones and they put like their whole arm into it like how you doing and they're like, I don't right. know. It's like, what are you, what are you trying to prove through this handshake, bro? <laughs> right. Let me just say too, Jared. I've always liked. I guess Bali has really rubbed off on me. I just loved the, like the way they would greet with like the hands together, kind of like praying type of thing, and the slight bow. Yeah. That to me was so much nicer than having to do like a handshake. How do you feel if about it's a, a close friend? Word. I don't mind a hug. There's a word that we use in the U.S., but I don't know if you're allowed to say that anymore. But they're a what? like a nose rub. There are some cultures where you'll do like a oh, nose rub. Oh, I know exactly what word you're thinking of. And I don't know if that's politically correct anymore to say. That's a good question. Uh, no, not cool with the nose rub. And really, kissing people on the cheek is, I find, a little weird. But that's me being a prude American. It Jared. is you what being. Can I say? Yeah, but as you've said many times, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot because you're American. So what do you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I don't like the kissing either. Using my words against me. I don't like the I don't like the the kissing either. But because I know it's an unspoken rule, I'll I'll put myself through that. Like I put myself through that in France and Italy before, even though I know I don't want to do it. Um, because it's like yeah, this is what these people do, and I'm gonna be the that's because when you when you deny it, that's almost like someone like saying like hi, my name's John, and reaching their hand out to shake it, and you just like yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do that uh right. so i'll yeah, do not, it not gonna shake your head. but i don't like it <laughs> right well i will say one of my neighbors wanted to shake my hand like midway through the pandemic and it was a little awkward kind of shutting him down because like he's a nice guy i like him but he like reached his hand out and i was like i was like yeah it's like nope like i gave him i think like a fist bump or something instead but it was totally awkward yeah now um, in hindsight super super awkward whether you fist bumped him or shook his hand but right. yeah i mean it's weird that someone would I, I, I've had a couple, you know, the, the handshakes I've had, 
in the past couple of months, you know, they're few and far between, but whenever they happen, I'm like, that was weird. <laughs> Cause yeah. I've had probably a handful of handshakes and I'm, and I'm like, that was every time I'm like, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really strange. It is really, really strange for sure. Well, Jared, let me give you one final and I do mean final. I know I always say this, but I do mean final Jared, my last unwritten rule for you and this is for my Portuguese and my Brazilian brothers and sisters here. Uh, and I quote, speak with us in Spanish and you will get punched in the face. That's <laughs> so fair. there you go, Jared. Don't be speaking Spanish with people who speak Portuguese. Yes, the languages do sound similar. Um, yes, there are going to be some cognates. Um, but uh, try to learn a little bit of basic Portuguese if you're going to visit <laughs> Portugal or Brazil. What a I random, is a good What a random unwritten rule. You could have chosen so many places. You could say that like Quebec. You know, try to speak French or something. That's hilarious. St- hey, right. Yeah, the most important rule that we to go out on. If you're in Portugal, don't speak Spanish. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or Brazil. Well, I just oh, think right. it's you funny. I have so many friends from, from Brazil who will, you know, always tell me like how annoyed they get when people ask them questions about Spanish and they're like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm well, from Brazil. Similar. You, you know the answer. Yeah. I could I could definitely imagine right. that. Right. I've started to you know? I've started to not started to, but I see that um I have coworkers that are Italian and uh Mexican and mm-hmm. um to, it's it's when so one one of them speaks the other person's language, or for the, you know the other one to be like, I have no idea what that was. It's <laughs> it's like well you you know you guys are supposed to know each other's language. I thought they were the same. I thought I thought the Italians just added an A to the end of everything. What are you talking about? And they're like, Yeah, no, I don't know what they'd said at all. <laughs> right. It's a different it was, language. That rem- <laughs> that reminds me of a meme, Jared, that I saw where someone wrote they like had like a blockade in front of a door and it said like do not enter here or or like no entry or something and then it, then like below it they had it in quote unquote spanish and it was like entero somewhere else in the row. you know and it was clearly not spanish that's how i um, that's literally how i imagine so, like so, like um like italian to spanish should go for or spanish to italian should go for for like native speakers where it's like what do you right. mean you can't understand this spanish just add an a to it and you have your language <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> it's that easy come on yeah exactly here we are that that you know we've uh, you know had this podcast about foreign language learning you travel for how many years now <laughs> we still think we've that. learned nothing um Right, clearly. Yeah, we not. have learned well, that Jared, Chad's list only get better and better as the episodes go. That's on. right, that's right. I do want to bring something back though, Jared, that we haven't done in a long time. That um, I used to do back when I think we were in the Czech Republic, and I just enjoyed this joke, and uh, I wanted to tell you this joke. So I want to end today's episode, Jared, with a joke. Actually, um, so Jared, what do you call a playlist for hiking that has music from the Peanuts, the Cranberries, and Eminem? That's a rough hike. Uh, a rough <laughs> hike. <laughs> what do you What do you name that playlist, Jared? Sad, depressing. Well, go ahead, please no. tell me. The peanuts, the cranberries, and Eminem, Jared. Think about it. Oh, you do. You want, is, oh, so you want me to give you the answer? I thought a joke is do like. You know I thought answer? a joke was like the person that asked the joke also gives the punchline. So I was. Well, do you know was the like answer? Trying to figure I, I, it out. If you know the answer, let's hear it. I mean, it's something to do with like a peanut butter and jelly or something. No. Peanuts, cranberries. The playlist is called Trail Mix, my oh, man. Oh, I see. I see. 
<laughs> I think I think I that's a tell. funny dad joke. I could tell that was a that um, was a so genuine laugh from you right there. <laughs> it was that that was a solid Jias. We haven't had a Jias on it, yeah, here in a very very long time. Great untranslatable. Yep. yep. So stupid that only I guess the person who tells the joke laughs. But anyways. Uh, let us know if you got any jokes or any unwritten rules we didn't mention on today's episode at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Instagram, uh, untranslatable1. Also, check us out on YouTube and Instagram, untranslatablepodcast. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, yekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanya. That was a fun one. I didn't think it was going to be an hour and a half, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did not either. I had other stuff we could have talked about, but I figured more lists. Figured, oh yeah, all the lists, Jared. The lists. Why? Well, we don't need to talk about the lists. I tried to take the best ones from the list and talk about them. And obviously the uh, Portuguese-speaking one by far was the most important. Yeah, no, that was a strong one to end on. Don't speak Spanish. Yep. That's right. I mean, another unwritten rule, too, though, is just learn a little bit of the language where you're going to visit. I think that's asking a lot of someone, to be honest with you. You think so? I mean, I guess you can learn to say... your pleases and thank yous? Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I guess my I mean, question to you would be: What would be your expectation for someone going to a? How much? How much Mongolian did you know when you arrived in Mongolia? Oh, just thank you, and I don't even remember it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I guess that counts. He said, "Learn a bit." That's a bit, <laughs> right? Teeny. I asked some. It was funny though, Jared. I asked some Mongolians while I was there, like, "Teach me some Mongolian." They just laughed. They were just like, "This is such a hard language." You know, yeah. Like, yeah, they're like, what, what, what does that even mean? What do you want What do you want from me? Right. That's also, that's one of those travel questions that kind of annoys me. You get that, you get that when you're, when you, you get that when you come back from a country or you get that like, you know, as a tourist or like, you know, excuse me, as someone that lives in the country from a tourist. I never like that question. It's like, what do you mean teach you? What am I supposed to teach you in the next couple seconds here? You know? Right. I under, uh, see, but this is also why I don't. I don't. <laughs> sorry, I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm just laughing at stupid. Um, I don't know why. Uh, that's probably why you are so great in situations like that, and I'm not because I'm like all these small talk questions. I find to be pointless and stupid. <laughs> I mean, some of them can be, but I have I have made some contacts and some friends. Yeah, but that yeah, way, but... I would say, but you still do them, you know. And right. uh, and it's all about your mindset. I and guess, they work. Towards those and I'm just like, I don't want to sound stupid, but it's like, yeah, but these this stupidity is what starts conversations. That's true. That is true.